0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
1: As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center presents Data Bank Dive on the Companion. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm
0: Ken Nabsock.
1: And we are both happy to be here, if I may speak for you, Ken, uh, to talk all about something weird and wild in Star Wars. That's what we do here on Databank Dive. So we're going to dive right into the topic of the week. Are you ready, Ken? Absolutely ready for this. This is something that was on my mind to possibly discuss anyway, and then it just shot up to the top of the list uh, when we got the episode of Book of Boba Fett, where this character, this idea was, I would say, featured very prominently in the show. This week, we're going to talk about Boamar monks. He, oh, yes. Oh, I love this. I could
0: confess a, a former blind spot in my Star Wars knowledge. Yes. Really? Oh, I'm excited
1: to hear about your blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So we are going to first share some basic info about the Bomar Monks, and then we will get into uh, all of our blind spots and uh, hopefully are full of vision spots as well. If you're like, hey, Bomar Monks, what on earth are you talking about? Uh, The basic answer is it's the spider looking robot thing that is way in the background of uh, a couple of shots of Return of the Jedi. Bomar Monks is one of those deep dives that's deep enough that apparently doesn't rate for an article on StarWars.com data bank. I could not find the Bomar Monks on the actual wow. data bank. Wow. Right? That's right? Surprising. Okay. How does that happen? What kind of world do we yeah. live in? Why is that happening, Ken? Why are the archives incomplete?
0: Last time out, the S-Foils didn't have their own uh, data bank, entry, which I got. It's a part of a X-Wing and another
1: ship's like, but the Bomar Monks, man right I mean it's it, it's it's very concerning I'm very concerned <laughs> I'm joking, uh, but Wikipedia has our back as always with a canon tab and a much longer legends tab uh here's what Wikipedia has to say technically, the Wikipedia entry is for the Bomar Order, not the Bomar monks, so look, we mm-hmm. even get to be pedantic about that the title yes. of the article, but here's what Wikipedia says. The Bomar Order, which consisted of Bomar monks, was a religious order that believed in isolating themselves from all physical sensation to enhance the power of their minds. To that aim, enlightened monks had their brains transplanted into nutrient-filled jars. Whenever they wanted to move, uh, those bottled brains used spider-like droid walkers. Older monks, using four-legged walkers, while more recent ones using a six-legged variant. (laughs) I love the idea that these are monks who put their brains in jars because they wanted to concentrate on the higher, more important things, and then their walkers have updates like their iPads. (laughs) Are you in an older walker, a more recent one? That's what we want to talk about. So uh, a ton to talk about there, uh, but first I want to make sure that everybody has a good picture in their mind. If you're not at your computer, if you can't Google, Ken, let's get into this. How would we yeah. physically describe the Bohemar monks besides uh, a spider's carrying brains?
0: <laughs> besides that, I think that's where you start and stop sometimes, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, just imagine a, a, a spider, but it is the. The pincher that comes out underneath, it is the, the reddish gooey uh, uh, ball of fluid uh, that's just kind of almost hanging there with what now you can see is a brain. Like, I mean, uh, it's it's pretty horrific. It is from a horror film. And in, in the brief moments uh, that this uh, one monk appears from Return of the Jedi terrified me as a kid. I, I always thought it was a dream. Like, what did I see? Back. Yeah, just
1: scuttles by there and it is it has a very spider-like movement and it it scuttles in such a spider-like way, uh one could easily ignore the brain in the jar.
0: Yes, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh
1: so yeah, definitely their movement is very spider-like. They've got a, a big uh spider body. Uh, you know, there's there's technical terms for, for those <laughs> parts of the spider body, uh, but we're talking about Star Wars, not real life, so I didn't look that up to remember what they are. Uh, but yeah, then they got the kind of long pincer legs with lots of, um, you know, joints uh, for scuttling. And it, you know, I, I think what's fascinating to me about this, Ken, is that a lot of different science fiction depictions in uh, comic book depictions, I've met lots of brains in jars. That's not that weird overall. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. almost always the structure of the body or the robot or whatever that contains the brain literally elevates the brain. Cause it's almost always a story of brain over, you know, body or preserving the brain in the fact that this is a spider in the, the brain's just kind of hanging there. <laughs> There's something about that. There's like, it, it, shouldn't you elevate the brain?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's safer, especially in the palace, a lot of things going on in the palace, uh, and you're out and out, out and about walking or out in the out in the desert surrounding the palace as we saw in that clip from B- Book of Boba Fett
1: yeah yeah they're, out, they're just dangling their brains around just <laughs> in a clear plastic jar don't don't dangle your brains kids come on don't be brain danglers and yeah the uh the little pincer uh yeah so extending down from the body of the spider droid is uh, a limb i guess uh what do you think that's for cuz it is just a giant like Claw, yeah, well, like with just the two pincers.
0: Yeah, even though you're, you're busy being enlightened, there might be things you want to grab. Maybe some entertainment. Maybe a food item. I don't know if, if the the brain needs a nutrient food thing outside of what they're they got going on in that uh, nutrient filled jar. Maybe you want a donut. Maybe Jabba's got some pastries. You want? <laughs> I don't know. Uh Or maybe maybe it is to kind of if it's uh, maybe you're traveling around the, the the grounds and there's a wart there and you want to need to fight off a wart. Uh, maybe that that could be part of the reason there.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's pretty great. I think what, what uh, also amuses me about this is just such a great space fantasy design, such a great Star Wars design that invites so many questions. They are enlightened brains. I would imagine like a hand, a, a limb that had some sort of a gentleness to it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's something about that claw that just makes me look like, what if they wanted to just like, you know, uh, pick up a flower to study it, and they just clip it. (laughs) They just cut the head off, right? That that appendage is so violent. It looks like, let me pick Mm. this up to delicately study this book. Oh, I cut it in half.
0: I like this idea. It's kind of like a naturalist role on like the video game, Red Dead Redemption. We just go around
1: picking flowers and taking samples out of animals (laughs) to study for points. And then accidentally just gutting them with your incredibly sharp, your only limb is just uh, two knives that slash together. Yeah.
0: Dangerous. Just dangerous.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't seem uh, right at all. Um, So here's some more information. Uh, This is another great thing about the Bomar monks. The Bomar Order is their monasteries. So this is what Wikipedia has to say about that. The Order built monasteries in the galaxy, including a monastery on the jungle world of Teth in Wild Space. Uh, Some of their temples were taken over by smugglers who turned them into their personal retreats. The Bohemar monks were also present on Tatooine, but Jabba the Hutt assumed control of their monastery, turning it into his personal palace. Despite that, Jabba allowed the monks to still roam around his appropriated palace as he enjoyed the gruesome sight of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a great backstory of that, uh, what a lot of these these hideouts for, for gangsters and crime lords are where the monks uh, used to. I would imagine walk around on whatever their natural limbs were until they said, you know what? Nah, <laughs> <Not good. laughs> we don't need this whole, <laughs> we don't need this whole big mansion. We can live in a tiny house, yeah. uh, the ultimate tiny house, just your brain in a jar.
0: <laughs> I
1: love that. love that. How do you feel about the fact that this detail that Jabba just said, like, sure, I stole your home. You're not really <sighs> using it. Uh, Absolutely, wander around thinking your deep thoughts because you're weird and I like it.
0: It adds to my aesthetic. It's a, it's a, it's like a, a plant or a, a table or the music <laughs> of the bed. Job is like what what a uh, joyous occasion. Now look at this. Look at this. Uh, you know we we don't have to pay for this. Uh, they're right here. Uh, look, I love this. This whole thing. We can go to some details shortly, but this whole thing just this from a spider droid in the background to naming it and, and and identifying it as a monk with the brain in the jar and this and that and then Jabba moves in and well what are we going to do with that fact you know what jabba took over and likes them so he keeps them around as some uh, form of uh, you know year round halloween decoration <laughs> I love this idea. This is what I love. I love the big thematic inspirational lessons in Star Wars, the mythic journey for us to all connect with. And then I love that. Like, what are we going to do with that thing in the background? I got it. Here's the whole story. This is what I love it. And I, lo- I love about Star Wars and I love it. It just works for Jabba. It just works for Jabba. He takes it over. He doesn't care. You want to stick around? Cool. You, you either uh, help me or I toss you down in the Rancor pit.
1: Yeah. There's something about this that, I love what you're saying about the way the story builds in just like these details are both true. So what sort of logical or emotional path would connect these two dots? It's some of the great, fun, weird world building of star Wars. Uh, But the idea that Jabba enjoys the gruesome sight of them, Suggests that Jabba the Hutt is just a, a big old goth, right? <laughs> like if he took over a Home Depot is uh, his castle, he'd be like, "The twelve foot skeletons can stay because they remind me of death, and that's awesome."
0: Uh, he's like, "It's my favorite time of the season." Yes, <laughs> Halloween.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. As soon as July Fourth is over, it's Halloween time for Jabba. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a also a quote on the Wikipedia page. This is from the comic book uh, entitled Star Wars Adventures, colon, Return to Vader's Castle 4, colon, Vault of the Living Brains. Zarl traveled to Tatooine meeting with the Boimar monks, members of a mysterious cult that removed their own brains so they could contemplate the mysteries of the universe without the distraction of a physical body. (laughs) <laughs> mm. Mm. I think that's uh, pretty well implied, but I just, I really love that quote, uh, Vault of the Living Brains, uh, Return yeah. to Vader's Castle is, you know, a, it's a it's a horror, spooky time uh, a comic, and I like just the, the whole pulpy vibe of this idea of putting brains in a jar and then combining it with, like, spiders, <laughs> one of the classic yeah. creepy animals.
0: I love too that the monks were, like, one of them took a nap and was like, I really got some good thinking done, my body wasn't in the way, let's just... <laughs> toss us into some jars
1: (laughs) yeah it really is like look i was about to unlock the secret of the universe my personal understanding of my place in the galaxy and then my stomach growled because i'm hungry and it just totally derailed i'm gonna put my brain in a jar yeah Yeah. (laughs) great stuff so let's get into uh that's a big picture of them so let's get Mm -hmm. into uh discussing them in even more depth you were talking about your reaction as a kid and that's where i want to start um Mm -hmm. We see the one in the background of the palace in Return of the Jedi, and you said you were creeped out by it, thought it was maybe a dream, but, like, what did you think it was?
0: Yeah, creeped out. You know, I I, I get scared easily in life anyways. Uh, You know, the Rancor terrified me. Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure still terrifies me. Uh, So I was one of those kids. And I don't remember, I definitely in the first couple of viewings in the theater, uh, don't remember seeing the the spider droid, as I would call it. Many people probably call it. Uh, So it was like a, a VHS viewing. And I had no idea. I thought it was organic at first. And the reason I say I dreamed it, it was, you know, I could see it, right? You could rewind the VHS tape and that is there. But I think somewhere before, between the theaters and watching on VHS, I just remember, like, did I see that? And I always use this example uh, of of how I was convinced in the theater I saw X wings and Y wings hit the shield, gener- the shield of the Death Star, too, right and mm. explode right around the it's a trap moment. I, I just, I just, and I ran into a friend. I made a friend years later, my friend Joel, and he was like, "No, that happened. That totally happened." It didn't happen. There's no cuts <laughs> in the movie that have that. Maybe in the book, I don't know. But I just swore I saw it. So I, I think because of that, in the back of my head, I was like, "Am I?" There was, there's something behind 3PO and R2, right? And yeah, again, I could rewind the tape and see it, but there was a time where I was like, I wasn't sure what I saw. So then once I finally see it, it's like weird, creepy spider.
1: Yeah. I think I had the same journey. I don't remember having a very strong reaction to it mm-hmm. uh, or see if I saw it in the theater. You know, there's a lot else to see. Yeah. Um but I've told this story before of, uh, you know, my family did not have a VCR for a long time. But for one of my birthdays, we rented a VCR and we rented Return of the Jedi. And my brother and I watched the whole amazing opening at Jabba's Palace. And then instead of continuing on with the movie, we're both like, should we just rewind it? <laughs> I think we watched it just like it was a short film again and again. I can't remember how many times we watched it before we managed to watch, you know, the entire film. Um And I think it was on that view and like, whoa, creepy, weird spider guy, you know? And at that point, uh, my brain was already um, just thinking about, will they make an action figure of that? Right. (laughs) And I I don't, I don't remember if I thought it was a robot or just like giant spider. Like, cool. Yeah. There's like, there's a wolf guy in A New Hope. Sure. Giant spider. Go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities when you consider that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you remember when you learned it was a, a Boomer monk and, and that it was a, a robot and all that?
0: <laughs> yes. I, yes. I, I, I don't remember the exact moment. But uh, for those who are relatively <laughs> maybe new to the Force Center world uh, through the companion app. Joseph and I, lifelong Star Wars fans, but I think right around that digital media explosion 2011 to 2012, 13, this is the first time maybe we start talking about on podcasts about Star Wars. In 2014 is when the first time I I was regularly talking about it, around the time I met Joseph too, and uh, there was a show Jedi Alliance. Uh, Joseph, it was around then. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I didn't play the card games and stuff like that, so a lot of the... I knew some of the names, like, you know, Walrus Man was Ponda Baba. like that, that I had known after a while. And lot of that was within some of the newer figures. I just, I just hadn't paid attention, didn't pay. And it was spider droid to me. It was like an inside joke, you know, like, I, you know, like that spider droid behind 3PO and R2. And it's like, either you knew it or you didn't. And I remember it popped up. I don't know how I saw it. Or I was doing a, one of those Wikipedia kind of uh, rabbit hole searches, where you know, an hour later and you've killed time and you're looking at all these entries. And I stumbled onto it. And I just remember kind of like, I better shut up about that and act like I've known it.
1: <laughs> you felt shamed into. Yes. yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I, th- yeah. But that happens every once in a while. Right. Uh, it, it takes some strength to admit like, oh, uh, I, I did not know that thing that lots of other people did. Yeah, I, I had not spotted Wilro Hood as a kid. Mm. Um it, so that was a one of those for me where I had to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, uh, ice cream guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> ice cream guy. And look,
0: and they mentioned the Teth stuff comes from the Clone Wars movie. I'd seen that. I've been watching the Clone Wars show. It's just it, 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 if you're not paying attention, it's you're not maybe connecting it right away, and there's just so many things, so many things going on, and Star Wars is. Eh. Knowledge, uh, triv- trivia knowledge of Star Wars equates to knowing Star Wars, quote unquote, so much, and, and, and it's part of the tradition. I, I think there's too much of an infamous, emphasis on it at times. But so that kind that kind of was the thing. It was like, I can't tell people I know Star Wars if I didn't know this. This was called a bohemian monk.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I I, I I totally agree. And you and I have both competed in trivia contests, and I love knowing uh weird things. But it should be a joy when you encounter somebody who. Truly, deeply love Star Wars, and there's some little detail in the background that's been expanded that they don't know. That should be a yeah. gift, yeah. <laughs> a joyous moment for the giver and receiver of information. Yeah. not a moment of shame. Yeah,
0: and this, and so it turns out, despite my shame, it it was a gift. It was I loved it, and now now they're become like my favorite thing, not my yeah. favorite thing. But you I know, don't, like I love I
1: love talking about them and love telling people.
0: Oh, you know what that is? That's a monk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's brain is in a jar. It got distracted by its uh, grumbling stomach. Um, it's got a pincer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for me, it's so much of my knowledge of a lot of background details. You know, some of it came from trading cards when I was a kid, or um, mm-hmm. if it was mentioned in a, in a storybook, that was kind of the way I stayed connected when I didn't yet have the movies to watch at home. But then there was this huge explosion A lot of the, yeah, the the role-playing games, the West End games, card games had given all of these names. And I I would every once in a while encounter that because I didn't, I was aware of those, but I didn't play them. It was the Power of the Force 2 line in the late 90s, whereas like, you know, I'd go into Target like, oh, they made Walrus Man. His name is what now? This is great. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved knowing more information. And this was one of those memories that I had to Google to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, It's nice when you can Google memories, because sometimes like I think about something that happened one day in junior high and like, I can't Google that. (laughs) This I could Google. Uh, Boimar Monk was a power of the force send away. And I think I'm sure that's in like 97. I'm sure it's like, that's the name of that? that thing because, right. you know, as those figures were coming out, I would I would be like, okay, I can't wait until, you know, are they ever going to make an action figure of Chewbacca where he's playing uh, holochest? Oh, it's called the Jarek? Uh, right. I was looking forward to characters coming out that I knew, but also characters coming out that I kind of knew but didn't know the name, and Bomar Monk was one of those.
0: That's So, you said 97 for the figure? Yeah. That's, that makes sense, because I was all in on the 95, 96 era of Power Force 2, and then 97, I, I got my uh, I was really in the height of my radio job and busy working and dreaming about a future, right? Not, not th- loving Star Wars. Love Star Wars a lot. Played Star Wars Monopoly like every day. But yeah, not going to the store uh, to buy the figures. That that Now you're helping me track why why I overlooked <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: it. I was at the store every day and I did get a lot of the send away figures. I didn't get the Boomer Monk and I don't know why. Um But yeah, then the the Teth Monastery in the Clone Wars uh, film, which I now love but struggled with when it was first released. That was such a, uh, oh, cool, all the pieces are coming together, you know? Yeah, yeah, love that. Uh, So let me ask you this about the Bomar Monk, now that we're both very clear on exactly what they are. Mm. Do you think they're succeeding at their stated goal in life? Are they having a great time just sloshing around in a jar thinking?
0: I know. I, I think they're lying to themselves. I really do. <laughs> uh, I'm all for enlightenment. I'm a spiritual guy myself, but, and, you know, yeah, pleasures of the flesh. I get it. You just separate yourself from that. But again, uh, I, I think uh, you could take that to the extreme, and there's they're missing out on a good Ronto sandwich. Uh, a nice, uh, you know, I imagine they don't feel a good sunny day in Tatooine as, 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 uh, you know, vibrantly as other people do, uh, you know, your brain has to process it. Uh, I, I, uh, and then they're, they're essentially, uh, wall decorations in what used to be their house, which is not necessarily all their fault. I <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna, I don't mean to disparage their religion or their pursuits. I just don't think it's succeeding as much as they want.
1: Yeah, I would love more storytelling and we'll talk about that because it is philosophically fascinating uh, to me. Mm -hmm. Like I've definitely had those moments like, you know, when I was a a younger guy and I really liked uh, reading and writing, but, you know, I was scrawny and I wasn't good at sports because nobody took the time to tell me how to be good at sports. (laughs) I just, I wasn't instantly good at sports. So therefore I was bad at them. I've had lots of times where I was like not happy with my body. You know, you you get older and, you know, things uh, are a pain, uh, literally. Um, so I've had lots of my, times in my life Is like, I just want to be a brain in a robot body. It, my life is, it's uh, mental, it's spiritual. Right. And, you know, I'm really, really trying to embrace a different philosophy that like, yeah, y- Yoda says luminous beings are we, but the way that we have you know, beautiful ephemeral experiences is through the concrete and the tactile, right? Of feeling sun, uh, walking on a beach and being awed by the ocean and disturbed by the sand. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just uh, trying to accept that uh, the way that we might spiritually uh, uh, receive the world is absolutely physically through our bodies. So I'm very fascinated that you went there right away of like they thought they were getting this enlightenment, but they were actually cutting themselves off from some of the, physical experiences that might assist in their enlightenment.
0: Yeah. Look, our, our, our spiritual uh, and religious journeys are all our own to have or to not have, but I, you know, I am, I feel as I get closer to God when I have a street taco, (laughs) like I feel as though I am experiencing the grandeur of creation and life. When I have a good street taco, I don't think the Bormar monks are feeling. (laughs) I
1: I disagree. Uh, I mean, I agree. Uh, And I was saying, I disagree about, I was thinking about disagreeing with being a brain in the jar and it (laughs) came out the wrong way. Uh Here's my thought that I wanted to ask you that I was distracted by. And it was just my brain being distracted, not my physical body. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have any information that I am aware of, of what the Bohemar monk's bodies were like. Can you imagine a body that is such a pain in the ass that it's constructed that just evolution, it, you know, this body slipped by evolution and this is not a practical body. like. <laughs> They've got like, you know, uh, I don't know, like one limb and four eyes and they have an eye, you know, attached to their buttocks, you know, who knows, uh, who knows in what ways it's unpleasant. Uh, but do you like the idea that they had like deeply unpleasant bodies where somebody would be like, oh, I can see why you wanted to swap that one out?
0: Yeah, like, and again, not not at the fault of uh, the Bomars, right? That the, the people's reactions to them just soured their experiences in life. I, I could see that there. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see more uh, concept art. I, I think I've, there's some places where you could. think see see some of it but i'd love i'd love i'd love a little bomar pamphlet (laughs) pamphlet.
1: yeah absolutely and if they've really unlocked some secrets of the galaxy i feel like they should share but i don't know if they can speak uh do you like them as background characters or do you want a movie called revenge of the spider brains
0: I mean, I think that's, that's George's true episode seven. That's what he had planned is what I think. (laughs) Uh, You talk about George loving when he takes Star Wars in the weird directions. I, I, I do love them as background characters. Um, We're doing, joking around and and, and talking about discovering them and and our journey through all this. But like once I really learned it all, and once I was able to slow down and and, and really see them for what they are, the background there, I love it. It does make sense. Uh, I am obsessed with Jabba's palace and what went on there. And, all the nooks and crannies and i love the maps and i love playing in battlefront 2 and it just it just really adds to the creep level there that there's just something going on in this palace that ain't right and that's not even the bolmar's fault it's jabba maintains a certain vibe there and i just i just love it it's just part of it
1: Yeah. And I think another great thing about it in this story with the Bomar monks is I just love the sense of the ancient in Star Wars. It's always been there. It's so powerful. The sense that the past is far away and unknowable, but also always present in the fact that this is an ancient temple. (laughs) <laughs> uh, built with hands that don't exist anymore uh, and it's still kind of but that history is still scuttling around in the background it's just uh, I, I love yeah. that aesthetic I don't need a big story I don't need a, a solo Star Wars story uh, maybe a comic book called Revenge of the Spider Brains <laughs> yeah. but I you know Book of Boba Fett I'm sure is you know it the story's already told so who knows if this will pop up but yeah. it fits in so well if people are following with uh, kind of what, what Boba Fett is trying to do is you know say well who, who really has a right to be in what space and control what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to see uh, somebody giving uh, Boba Fett a breakdown of like, do you know the history of the Bomar Monks? Boba Fett, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in Just sit around and think.
0: Yeah,
1: um, There have not been a lot of Bomar Monk action figures. There was that send away one. Uh, there was another that was a pack of uh, weirdos from Jabba's Palace, a great pack. If there was a new action figure of the Bomar Monk, Do you think the brain should be removable like an accessory?
0: A hundred percent. And it needs to have like a little stand you can put the brain on and just display it on your shelf. And I'll take like a six inch series uh, scale black series figure. But I think even go up to sideshow. Like if you're going to display this, I know you love the three and three quarters. That would work too. But like if you're going to display this monk in your house, I want it to be big. I want people to walk in and go, oh. (laughs)
1: yeah I I, I want the three and three quarter but I'd be happy with a six inch scale you can open that uh, jar you can clean that brain (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) lots and lots of fun how would you feel Ken if someone took over your home but let you wander around in it still
0: oh gosh I don't like uh, I love having like parties and everything but like after a while I'm like get out so I can't imagine just the disappointment like I have enough trouble sharing my house with a chihuahua right now. <laughs> like he takes Baxter takes most of my uh, side of the bed. Like I'm I'm on a sliver. Like I so I feel like I'm a Boamar monk on my own bed because of my chihuahua. So no, I'm not good with that.
1: Yeah, I live in a very lovely uh, but a very humble one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm having a hard time imagining uh, how I would wander quietly in the background, yeah. uh, but it would probably be easier uh, if my brain was in a jar. Yeah. So um, you have made it very clear that you don't think it would be fun to have your brain in a jar, but if there was like some sort of accident uh, or, hmm. uh, you know, there's nuclear radiation everywhere and your brain had to be in a jar, is a Spider body optimal or what kind of body would you like? Well, if
0: my fiance grace is still around, no, cause she will uh, kick me out of the house. Uh, <laughs> the spiders, not her favorite. Um, in fact, when, when I, I told this on the, on the main uh, force Center feed, when that, that Bo monk finally showed up in book of Boba Fett, she shrieked, had never really like, paid attention to it before in return of the Jedi. She was not happy,
1: not happy. She, she wanted to kill it with a giant shoe.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't hit our TV. It's expensive. Um, <laughs> Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. 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 Oh, is the spider body optimal? It's functional. It's functional. But I'd like to be in a probably like an protocol droid body.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you would want a little bit of like a traditional representation of your your current body.
0: Yeah, like like yeah, like like a, yeah, like a, like a sci fifty sci fi uh, robot brain droid. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, if my if my brain's gonna be in a jar, uh, I want a chunky body. <laughs> I want a fast chunky body. I don't want those spindly limbs. I don't want to have be stuck with like just that one uh, pincer claw hanging hanging dangerously close to my brain. By the way, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would want to be uh, because they are animals I love. I would want to be in a robot uh, bear squirrel body that you combine the the heft and the power of a bear, but the the speed, agility, and tail of a squirrel.
0: Uh, this is spectacular because I, I know you're a huge fan of squirrels, uh, as am I, but uh, I've not portrayed one on stage like you have. <laughs> but I,
1: I've, I'm i fascinated with squirrel life. So this is a good... I might join you there. <laughs> I mean, they move fast and they do sometimes run into things and fall. So a yep. little bit of brain danger there, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's stranger danger and there's brain danger. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Can We start the squirrel of uh, Bomar monk order. Let's do it. <laughs> I I,
1: I want to know that that's really like the Pixar movie of Bomar monks of like the, the different Bomar monk who chose a different body. Yes. yes. This is better for thinking. Yeah. Uh, we always like to end by making it personal. I would argue we already have. uh, But in particular, we like imagining uh, these things in real life. So Mm -hmm. you had mentioned uh, your partner's uh, concern about spiders. Many people are creeped out about spiders. So uh, if you had to encounter a Bomar monk, which is a giant spider with a brain, uh, where in the real world would you want to see it? Do you want to see it somewhere where you feel comfortable or do you want to be frightened by it? Um, I think I would
0: be frightened, but I'd want to become comfortable. So the scenario, the situation, and the location, all rules in one. My, my past life as a, a director of public safety, uh, works about 17 years in that that business at, at major L.A. malls. And that started as me working like graveyard shifts uh, uh, patrolling there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to run into a Walmart monk in a, in a mall at 3 a.m. That just like, oh, yeah, they built this mall and the monks were there with the brains and we just kept them. And they're roaming the corridors, staring at Express, uh, you know, displays at three in the morning. Like, it, it, it creepy stuff. It feels like it's going to happen at a mall at three in the morning. Trust me. Three years <laughs> worth of great good. Uh, it just
1: would fit well. It'd be like Jabba's Palace. Uh, I really should have thought that that was going to be your answer because you have this strong connection to malls. But strangely, that was my answer, too, because <laughs> I think... Uh, Not at night. I was going the other direction. I was thinking about the fact that it would be great to really see them and appreciate them in a place that they, they wouldn't scare me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, we live uh, relatively close to Griffith park. We can uh, walk into Griffith park and just go up a minor Hill. And there's the, uh, the bat cave where they filmed the, the Batmobile leaving uh, the cave for the sixties Batman show. It's a fun place to visit. That cave has been in a million movies and TV shows and like, If I went up there and a Bomar Monk just scuttled out, I wouldn't get to enjoy it because I'd be terrified out of my mind. So I was thinking like uh, coming from Minneapolis, you know, there's the Mall of America, which is um, four floors. Of a circular mall. It's not a creepy, twisty mall. It's like, it's designed to walk around in a loop. So you have to walk in front of every store. So you're and stuck. you know, <laughs> Yeah. So you can see, and you can see mall walkers. <laughs> 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 I think a Beaumar monk just scuttling around in an extremely brightly lit mall in a circle where it can't really surprise you. <laughs> that's, that's an ideal place for me. I love that. Oh, I love that. All right, we are going to wrap up with our rating. We like to rate the wild and weird factor of the characters using one of the classic Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give the Boamar Monk?
0: I haven't been tracking this, but I think this is my first perfect 10. 10 Lobot heads. This is one of the weirdest, wonderfully weirdest things in Star Wars. So 10 for you, Boamar Monk.
1: Yeah, I think this one, like it almost Spinal Tap, like goes to 11, maybe 11 lobot heads. <laughs> really? Give that's give awesome. the Boar Monks an extra head because they don't have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a, a, it's so classically pulpy of a robot spider with a brain in a jar. You add the philosophy, add the monastery, yeah. add the weird claw. And then the fact that all of that's just for something that scuttles in the background. Right? And now Dream Book of Boba that scuttles in the foreground (laughs) yes yes it's day in the sun literally literal day in the sun all right that is our deep dive into the beautiful weirdness of the Boamar monks you can find links to all things force center on our twitter at force center pod and ken where can people find you
0: oh you can find me at or go to my website Kednapsock.com.
1: You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can find all of my other comedy adventures, including a picture of me dressed as a squirrel, on josephsgrimshaw.com. But for now, we have taken a deep dive into the wild world of Bohemar Monks.